basically all of them. None of them have been about who's going to win the Super Bowl this year. People are reaching out to me asking me about career advice, which I absolutely love. It's one of my favorite things to do. I don't I don't know everything. And I don't I don't claim to be some guru. I don't have a seminar that's $499, but I I find a way. It's $499, but for a limited time, for the next 15 minutes on Instagram, I'm giving it away for free. That makes a lot of sense. I'm not doing that. I don't I don't claim to be a guru. I don't call myself a lifestyle coach or a career coach. I'm not I'm not a poser. Uh, what I am is someone that that was a vice president in in very high up the ladder in corporate America at a young age. I saw a lot. I learned a lot. I made a lot of mistakes. I learned from my mistakes. I got better. I was very successful. I've been a successful entrepreneur. I've made a lot of money. I'm not I'm not a multimillionaire though. I'm not these people people are fronting like they're like they're on a yacht or they're driving a Bentley or a Rolls-Royce or something like that. I'm not I'm I don't have yacht Bentley Rolls-Royce money. I hope to one day. But as I've learned getting into entrepreneurship, it's not even all about money, it's about freedom. I have a lot of freedom now. I'm my own boss. I don't work for anyone but me. And to me, I'd rather do what I'm doing than make twice as much and go back to to the mill working 80 hours a week and not having any time to to myself. So I've learned a lot from my experiences and I like to share that information. The other reason people DM me, they say, hey, we want some advice on on our podcast and on our show and our media. How can we get to where we can monetize that? I'm like, well. I'm pretty darn good at this. It took me five years to turn a profit. It took a long time to understand how terrestrial radio works, how podcasting works, what the metrics are, how to generate leads and sponsorships, all of that stuff. But people have been reaching out to, to me about their careers, and I really love to talk to people about their careers. And the, the, the cohort of individuals that I really find myself talking to the most are people that are first-time C-suites or first-time vice presidents. People that are getting acclimated to the game. And there's one thing I know about, it's the game. I was never a CEO, but I know I know the game. There are not, they're not a lot of black people that get in that executive boardroom. And there are not a lot of black people that have been in charge of of nine ten figure portfolios and are not a lot of black people even though i wasn't the final decision maker in in many of my career executive endeavors i was always the revenue generator i was the golden freaking goose i've said on this show many times when i was at highmark in pittsburgh highmark highmark is now in in buffalo they bought out a health plan in, in New York, upstate New York. And Highmark's name, I don't know if they still are, still are on it, but Ralph Wilson Stadium in Buffalo where the Bills play, where Josh Allen and the boys are going to make a good run at a Super Bowl this year. I have my previews for, for, for each division coming out. I'm going to have my man Jonesy come in. 
and do some previews. I used to say that they should change the name of Highmark Stadium to Lanch Day Stadium at Paragon 7 Studios Fields because I I brought in so much revenue to Highmark during my time there. That's the money they used to, to buy the naming rights for that stadium. And I'm proud of that, and I'm brash about that. And some people, people say they're like, man, you know, James, you're a little bit too brash at times, man. You think too much of yourself. You talk a little too much. You're showing us that you're shining a little too much. I'm like, first and foremost, this is entertainment. Don't take it seriously. I'm out here having fun. Second of all, everybody else is brash. You're brash about what you're successful at. You just think that I'm more successful than you based on what you see, which is not necessarily true. We only see the tip of the iceberg with people. We only see the duck, the the swan flooding. We don't see the, the feet kicking underneath the water. We don't see the iceberg that 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 is built on many failures and rejection and health problems and loss of, of loved ones. Financial investments, debt. You don't know what people are going through to get to where you think they are. So I love talking about this type of stuff. And I love seeing people move and advance in their careers. I was talking to a good friend of mine who's a, a newly minted executive. And it's very funny, as you, as you matriculate in your career, different titles and different Titles are important, man. That's that's one of the first things I said, especially to the sisters out there, women out there listening to the show. Title's not everything. And you should not go into a role just because of the title. You should be looking at compensation. You should be looking at perks. You should be looking at culture. I think culture is the most important thing. That's more important than your title. You, wanna, you don't want to be a vice president or a C-suite or even a director at a company that has a terrible culture. Because you're going to be miserable and you're going to be getting your face kicked in by your boss or bosses for the duration of your time there. But titles are important. Don't let somebody don't let somebody give you half of the title. If they if they if they give you a senior director role versus a vice president role, well, that's fine if they don't want you to 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 give them vice president level work, talent and output. You should get paid and compensated for what you do. This is America. This is capitalism. You have a right to want to get paid top dollar if you're if you're an elite talent. If you're putting butts in the seats, if you're putting if you're putting zeros in the PL, you have a right to want to maximize your your opportunity. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you greedy, it doesn't make you selfish, it doesn't mean that you're not a team player. It's business. This is not friendship. This is not your family. This is not your spouse or partner. But a lot of people that I talk to are, are in these early roles. They're, they're in executive roles. So they're used to, when you're at the director, even at the VP level, really your job as a director and a VP, your, your job is actually to face downward. And I think people don't understand that. When I became a VP, I thought that my job was to face upward. I was like, well, I'm sitting, I'm at the board now. I'm, I'm presenting to the board. I'm in there with the C-suite. I'm with the big dogs. I'm playing golf. I'm going to country clubs. I'm going to retreats with the suits. But the truth of the matter is vice presidents, directors, their job is to focus on their staff. You're a buffer from the C-suite 
from the people with the yachts and helicopters, you're a buffer from them to your staff. Your job as a vice president is to do two things. A, make sure that your C-suite trusts you, that you're going to get the job done, that they can sleep well knowing that you're taking care of business. They don't have to worry about your department or departments. They don't have to worry about your employees. They don't have to worry that you're not where you're supposed to be on time and ready to perform. But your job really is to to make sure that your direct reports have everything that they need to be successful. Both from a perspective of resources and supplies, physical, but then from a mental wellness standpoint, it's your job to make sure that you have a good culture and that there isn't a constant state of worry or state of panic. And that's really your job. You take care of your staff. Your staff needs 20 grand for training, you got to go up to to the C-suite and shake that 20 grand out of your C-suite to make sure that your people are trained. And people don't understand that. Building trust with your boss, you've got to be a confidant. You've got to be someone that they can rely on. Because a lot of times in in business, a lot of times you have people that are on the C-suite line that they're learning, they're growing. They need executive coaching. They need support. They need help. And you've got to build relationships. Everything's about building relationships. I work with so many people in this industry, especially now I'm an entrepreneur. They're focused on getting leads. They're focused on growing their business. They're focused on generating more revenue. And they look at everything as transactional. You can't be transactional. I can't be transactional at Paragon 7 Studios. Anyone that advertises on this show or I consult for in healthcare, I treat my clients like kings and queens. I'm looking for long-term business. I'm looking for long-term relationships. Even if we can't do business long-term, I want to have left such an indelible mark on my base that they're going to call other people and say, well, hey, uh, we did this engagement with, with, with Paragon 7 Studios. It was awesome. You guys need to hire them because they're fantastic. Paragon 7 Studios. I spent many years as a quality healthcare executive focused on risk scores, clinical operations, and value-based care contracts. I had the corner office, the nice house, the pool, and all of the perks corporate America offers. But in 2020, as the pandemic had us all on lockdown, I decided to open up Paragon 7 Studios as a full-service consulting firm focused on healthcare media. Our critically acclaimed daily HealthCast series features many of the brightest minds in the industry. Due to increased demand, we are actually expanding into executive production of short films and documentaries for our clients. Find us on LinkedIn or Instagram to talk about hourly rates. That's Paragon 7 Studios. I ain't snitching on nobody from Harlem, man. I give you a couple cats down in D.C. doing their thing, out of town doing their thing, but um, I'm not snitching on nobody in Harlem because... When I come home, I'm still going to be the king.
You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. James Lewis. And what the pistol packing people say, you better obey. Just in the nick of time, I commit the perfect crime. Rip my heart on my chest and put it right into a rhyme. I don't feel pain because that's all in the mind. And what's mine is mine and yours is mine. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. I'm a bald head with a knife. I want your money or your life. So, 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 so. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Doug. Got a couple of bogeys on your six, Limo. They need customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so they only pay for what they need. What do you say we see what this bird can do? We are not getting you a helicopter. Looks like we're walking, kid. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty.